Welcome to the Spilt Podcast. I'm Charlene. And I'm Tanya. We confess we are spillers. Not in the way that you may think, but it is likely you are one too. So if you've ever believed you are less than, invisible, or made to doubt yourself, we're glad you're here. We have been there, and in some respects, we're still there, because life is a journey. We are not doctors, therapists, or life coaches, but our collective life experience has taught us a thing or two. It is not a mistake that our paths are colliding today. So let's dig in, dig deep, and talk about why we spill. Welcome back, spillers. So as you will recall, last week we skipped right on over to anxiety, and I confessed I was feeling really anxious and that I was queen spiller. I am overjoyed, though, to share the good news that we got back concerning my son got probably really great news. I mean, this is still a journey and there's still more to come, but I'm counting this just a win. That It's going to be my triumph for, for weeks, forever and ever. Weeks to come. <laughs> That's great news. Today we're going to shift gears and our topic is going to be comparisons. Yes. And I like to start out if I can with a definition. And a comparison is a consideration or estimate of the similarities or the dissimilarities between two things or two people. Hmm. And we've brought this subject up before because it kind of goes with some of the other topics we've talked about in perfectionism, maybe even like guilt and shame. But I did say before, what is that quote? Comparison is a thief of joy. And I looked that up to see if I was saying it right. (laughs) And I was. It's by Theodore Roosevelt. I thought that was cool because I didn't know where it came from. So if you just break that apart, you're letting your comparison of other people's lives steal your own joy. So when we're trying to heal from depression, it's the absolute worst thing we could be doing is looking at someone else's journey. I mean, even in the mental health realm, like, oh, they're, they're this way. They, and they're, you know, they overcame this or I'm not there yet. Or I'm still backsliding or whatever you want (laughs) to, Charlene raises her hand. So that's what we're going to get into it. And I am going to start out with some of the pitfalls of it and things that I experienced myself and now I'm able to look at it kind of like from a disconnected viewpoint because I have determined that I'm not going to compare other people but it still happens and we're going to talk about that but just some basic comparison pitfalls 
that if you are caught up in that cycle, comparison will cause you to look away from the good things in your life and focus on what you don't have instead. And if it's not addressed, it will lead to poor mental health. And these might include anxiety, depression, and chronic stress. You will start to experience less satisfaction in your own life. And you are going to do less things that cause you joy because you're trying to say, well, what is that person doing? So I'm going to do this instead, whatever it might be. But you're going to be giving up things that you probably really wanted to do because you think you need to be doing X, Y, Z, you know. And I found this to be true is it's going to cause you to spend more money. Most likely if you're, if you're truly comparing someone else's comparing someone else's life. Oh, well they just repainted their house or they just got new furniture. All the little things that you might think you need to add to buy to make yourself better. I mean, it could even be, lessons or Mm -hmm. even if it's like enrichment stuff I don't know I've done this before too like oh well if I just learned this skill then I would be this I don't and and a lot of stuff costs money it definitely it also costs your time yes (laughs) so you will end up having a less satisfying life overall if you're living to be like someone else or someone else's situation. And I found this great article. I told Charlene about it. It's out of the UK. I didn't realize this is a thing, but it's called the social comparison theory and how it affects our everyday thinking. This study has been going on since before we were born in 1954, which I thought was fascinating. So. The theory is there is a drive within each of us to gain accurate self-evaluation. And we do this assessment by stacking ourselves against others. We look at areas like attractiveness, their wealth, their intelligence, and their success. So in this 60-year study, since its conception, there are things that trigger, there's that word, trigger us to make social comparisons. And these things have been modified or adapted with um, changes in society over the years. So obviously, in the 50s, they didn't have the internet. But what did they, they did have like printed ads. Yes. So I think a big thing with maybe like our mother's generation would have been the magazines. Oh, because they would look and they would see the models or they would see the perfect housewives and they'd have their little pearls on and they'd be making the Mm -hmm. fabulous meal every night and all the things that they would do. So they used the print media, but also when you started watching like live film pictures, I think that started it because... Movie stars and celebrities and uh, models 
anyone like that, even like for men, it might be sports. Yes. Sports stars. And they see them, how they're built up and they're rich and they're famous. And so that's how it started. Now it's in all of our hands. It's in our head because it's on social media. It's on your phone. It's on the internet. Your little kids yes. are looking at YouTube and they're like, hey, my favorite YouTuber, he plays his games all day and gets millions of subscribers. It's all on there and everyone is pretty much overwhelmed with it. Well, yeah, but it can start. That comparison trap can start in childhood. You go to school. Oh, so. Mom, so-and-so has the new Nikes. I want those. And I think it even starts earlier with these moms that mm -hmm. go, well, what's your baby doing? Did you start solids? Are they crawling yet? All that, that stuff right. starts early on and you're looking at everything. I will attest to this and this might get frowned upon. But we both were in the homeschool community, and I cannot tell you the number of times I went to an event or even homeschool PE where the moms spent a lot of the time conversing over every grand thing that their children were doing. Yeah. And it could make you feel like, oh, we've talked about this before. <laughs> We're not doing that. I barely made it here today. <laughs> you know, it's just. No, it's definitely. Everywhere. And it's I, everywhere. And then you have other people. Well, I'll just be honest. My kids were in public school, too, for many years. And I went to public school. The teachers are doing it. They're even comparing Maybe they had a brother and sister a couple of grades apart, and yes. they'll bring it up. And it's like, oh, I had your brother three years ago. And either it's going to be like, he was the worst thing I've ever had, or the yes. best. And then you have to live up to that. But So everyone is doing it. That's why in this theory, it mentions we are consciously comparing, but we're also unconsciously doing it and because it's just everywhere <laughs> well I, I, I i'll say this as far as body image goes which we talked about oh, yes a few weeks ago i'm already comparing myself sometimes before i even get to an event or a function because i've changed you know three times Ask the question, does this make me look fat? And then when I get there, I'm like, no, I feel at home. I'm like, okay, I feel really great in this. And then I get there and I'm like, oh, no. Asking my husband, I know I shouldn't wear this sweater. It makes me look frumpy. Look what so-and-so is wearing. And I'm comparing myself already when I, you know, when I get there. And that's probably silly, but I'm just saying it's what we do. Yeah. So I want to say in this theory that you might not have thought about, there's upward social comparison. And that would be where you think, oh, well, look at that. You know, she's on some kind of health journey and fitness or nutrition or whatever. I should do that because I want to be healthier and it's good for me. 
So there's that where you're trying to elevate yourself. But then there's also the other side of downward social comparison. And some people really like to see others that aren't doing well because it makes them feel better about themselves. However twisted that is. But I admit I have probably, have you ever thought of someone that maybe you didn't care for and they thought they were so great and everything seemed so great and then maybe something happened? Maybe their marriage fell apart. I don't know. Or something different and they kind of fell. And for that little bit, you go, ooh, ha. <laughs> yeah, so, like ha, she I got like she got what she deserved. I, that's not up to me. I'm just saying, like as a human being, we do have those little flaws, and that we we, we might have that small feeling of satisfaction that it wasn't so great after all, was it? And that's what it, we were talking about. We don't know exactly what someone is showing us when, as regards to social media or on a blog or anything like that. Or even when we're interacting with them in person, we don't really know. No. So you're really compare, comparing yourself to just the idea of something sometimes. It's an illusion. That's the mm -hmm. word I would say. A lot of it's just an illusion. And you can look at, like I mentioned before, the rich and famous. How many celebrities have you seen that are in an absolute downward spiral? And they may be millionaires and they may be making millions and, you know, in their movies and they're famous and they have all these things, the houses and but for some reason, we were talking, they could be a drug addict. They could be a drunk. They could be an abuser. Things have come up. Like those people's lives are not perfect. So I learned a long time ago not to compare myself to anyone like that. But it's still, it might be hard to stop comparison, comparing yourself just to the person that's like seated next to you at church. Like, you know. Just the everyday people. Well, you never, again, I just go back again to say, you never really truly know a person. You don't know. The perfect family sitting on the church pew could have, they could have had a huge argument on the way to church and then they walk in, smiles everyone, and the family <laughs> puts their smiles on and nobody knows. Right. Because we don't talk about those things. Definitely. So I don't, I'm going to let you talk about what you want to talk. I just wanted to say at the end of the study, it did say the downfalls are negative feelings of envy, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and isolation. Mm. Maybe you just don't even want to be out there anymore because you think, I'm just not living up to what the other people are doing. But I know you had some stuff you wanted to share as well. Um, okay. Well, some of mine overlap with Tanya's and I, I got, I read a blog. It's called the practical blog and it was an opinion by a lady named Teresa Bedford. And it just, just did a, 
the pitfalls of comparison. And so when we are comparing ourselves, it's not really very favorable for us because we end up beating ourselves up. We we are now looking at all the things that we could have or should have been doing. Like maybe I'm not progressing as fast enough as somebody else in the job or maybe uh, an opportunity you had that you you missed because you didn't act on it uh, quickly like someone else did. I mean, these are all discussions that we have in our own brains and our own heads that say, oh, I, oh, if I would have just been better, if I could have been like them, then this would have worked out for me. But what ends up happening is something that we've discussed before or a phrase that I think has been mentioned. It's about um, we have all these should-haves. And the, the term is was quit should-having all over yourself. So when we're comparing ourselves, we're analyzing ourselves and our lives through a lens of what we think we should be doing or should have done. And some of that might look like, oh, if I would have just worked, I should have worked a little harder because I could have gotten that promotion instead of Susie, right? I, if I should have already been married, I, maybe the right girl already came along or the, the right guy already came along. I should have just jumped on that opportunity then and not have second guessed myself thinking, oh, I needed to have a, a, a partner that was like so and so. Maybe it's I should have had that house or that, that house or <laughs> that bigger house by now, right? Or maybe, it's something else for you, but only you know what you can plug in to that little I should have that you're telling yourself. But should, Devine, is us comparing ourselves to a vision of ourselves that we're not living up to. And for me, I thought it was interesting that they said, then you can fall into the trap of a form of perfectionism, that you're not living up to where you thought you were going to have. Because let's face it, we all have had envisioned our lives in a very different way than they likely are. Um, and so we could easily fall into these traps of comparison. That's why it's easy for us to do that, because what we envisioned sometimes isn't reality. And we, we can't stay in that fairy tale area of our lives. We have to live in reality. And sometimes, like Tanya said, when we're comparing ourselves, we're asking ourselves sometimes to be more than we're actually capable of being. Like, I've been in a, a realm of being around very successful women. I, I didn't finish college. And so, I've always compared myself to, oh, they must be smarter than me. They must know more than me. What do I have to offer? I don't fit in here. All of those things, comparing myself and really honestly is 
when we do that, we're, we're like robbing our, our, ourselves of being able to hone in on our own qualities, our own skills, our own things that make us and set us aside as different than everybody. It's okay to be different than everybody else. I guess that was a key takeaway for me. It's okay to not be like the other people. So anyways, I guess I want to leave you with the idea that the truth is we're just comparing ourselves with the version of someone else that they want us to see. We just discussed that. It was on Tanya's list too. It's like we don't really know what other people are struggling with. And I want to give you some thoughts to consider. Um, one thing is no one has a perfect life. Comparison will stall your progress, like because you'll get depressed and isolate and not want to, to do anything. There will always be someone that's better than you at doing something. Whether it's a coworker at your work, whether it's your next door neighbor, whether it's your sibling, you know, your friend. It's okay. It's okay if someone is better than you. And it's okay just to be you. I think that's the key here. When we're comparing ourselves, we're saying that there's something wrong with us. Because if we could be like someone else, then we would, our life would be better. So here's some key takeaways. Maybe adopt a more discerning attitude towards your thoughts and beliefs and become aware of your self-doubt and your negative thoughts that are driving you to compare yourself with others. Maybe you remove people from your social media that trigger comparison. Maybe you need to cultivate a sense of contentment and practice gratitude in your life. Maybe you need to practice love and compassion towards yourself as well. And maybe you want to make a list of your accomplishments. Was this on your list too, Tanya? I saw that on one thing we talked about. Okay, before. so maybe make a list of your accomplishments to remind yourself of all the things that you are doing or that you have done. It makes me think of small children like my grandson mm. brings me pages that he's colored or he brought me a birdhouse that he painted this week. And all I know was I got a message that he needed to know my favorite color and my favorite shape. And okay. I didn't know why, but I got a birdhouse that was mostly green. And I said that was my favorite color. And he was so proud of that accomplishment, putting together that little kit. And I'm sure his mommy helped him, but he painted it and he brought it to me. And he's like, you've got to put this outside. <laughs> and then he wanted me, he wanted me to put it up right then. I was like, okay, well, let me wait and see. Because I was getting ready to leave to come record. But I'm just saying like, 
think of how pure little children are that they do that. They're so proud when they do something. And typically if they're three or four years old, it's not perfect. Sometimes it's messy, you know. Yes, it is. But messy. they are so proud of it because they did it. That they put all of their their love and their you know, it brought them joy to to do it and it's and so they they're not struggling with comparison. No. He's not looking at other birdhouses. He's not going in a magazine and said, oh, well, look at this craftsmanship, you know. He's not doing that. And that's what we're trying to talk about. Retrain your brain to not do that. Yes. To have to look, well, what did everyone else do? What did this world-renowned person do? Like, what? No. Let's just talk about, like, us in our simple life. but anyway, I interrupted you. Yes, that's what made life. me think of it. Um. Okay. Well, I had a quote from, and then I'm going to let you have the floor. Sure. Okay. So here's my quote. It is by a person named Jen Sincero. There will never be anyone exactly like you. You are given special gifts and talents to share with the world. And even though everybody has special gifts and talents, nobody will use theirs quite the same way you do. Very good. In conclusion, I'm just going to share this article from betterup.com blog. So the article was called Stop Comparing Yourself to Others. And do these 10 things instead. Please tell me. Okay. So we've already talked about a few of these, but it's just a more concise list here. Be aware of your triggers and avoid them. So if you want to improve your mental health and emotional well-being, list out those situations and circumstances that might make you sad or cynical. And you may want to avoid those situations. Or if you're aware of them beforehand, then you you might be on top of the whole comparison pitfall. Right. Also, limit your time on social media. We talk about this a lot. Um, Yes, there are benefits. Keeping you in touch with family and friends and current event and all the things like that. But it's best to do it in moderation because over-scrolling is not only consuming, time-consuming, but if you are constantly seeing those perfected shots and all that scripted life, Mm. it will have a negative effect on your self-worth. So unfollow those accounts that you fall into the trap of comparing yourself to. And number three was avoid comparing other people's outsides to Mm -hmm. your insides. That's so true. I love that one. Remind yourself that money does not buy happiness. We touched on that earlier. Amen. Amen. So count your blessings 
This is about gratitude again. Fine tune your gratitude practices. Whatever that needs to be for you. If it's writing, if it's speaking it, if it's being in nature, just find something that makes you more grateful. Use comparison as a motivator. So this, this is actually saying okay to compare. Comparisons might be a catalyst for change as long as it's healthy. So instead of just being envious, make a game plan and set goals for yourself on how to achieve things that you truly want for yourself. So instead of just saying, I'm comparing myself, be inspired. So it's fine to find inspiration from others because definitely I loved a a good inspirational story. And focus on your strengths. Like Charlene was saying, some people are good at one thing. I've been working on my baking. So I'm not perfect. I see, you know, I'm watching a lot of other people and they're inspiring me. But I honestly, I don't know what their stuff tastes like. I'm just seeing it in a picture or a video. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I'm just, you know, and I also, I I watch people that maybe run a commercial bakery. I'm I'm just trying to put some bread on the table for my family. So I'm doing something that's, I'm finding joy out of, but I'm not trying to overdo it to where it becomes uh, a sense of stress. And even from my therapist talking This podcast, she checks in with me once a month. Is it still a a joyful activity for you? Does it still bring you joy? Because don't let it creep in and start bringing you stress. As we've talked before about just having to make new slots in our time schedule and all that. So focus on your strengths. And celebrate other people. That is true. There is room for more than one person to be a success story. Even if you're in the same what it, like job or industry. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I'm in the book world. I love books. I like to see authors that say, oh, I had a successful launch. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Show me your secrets. But I don't, I don't go, oh, I wish she would have failed. Like, (laughs) no, I'm not saying that. But so if you were like other moms, if you have a mom friend that she figured out some great thing with her kids, you don't look down on her and say, well, I never did that. And, you know, it's just like. Being happy for other people. And so remember that insecurities are universal. I guarantee you the best of the best out there still have insecurities. Yes, I agree with that. Mm. And this is number 10. Use your past self as a benchmark of comparison. The only real competition you have is who you were yesterday who you were last month, and who you were a year ago. Then you will be able to see real growth through retrospection and be proud of your growth. That's a good one. That is very good. Yeah, it reminded me of something I saw. It's like quit measuring your 
quit comparing yourself with someone else's ruler, meaning, or don't compare yourself to the middle of somebody else's journey because you're where you are. Yeah. So I'm going to read this last line from the article. The bottom line, the only person you should be comparing yourself to is yourself. Your efforts should focus on growing from within, being kinder, more resilient, working harder, and being more open instead of whether or not your hair is long enough or strong or as strong as someone else. So thank you so much. And you're going to see that the next episode relates to this. Thanks for joining us today. Hopefully, something we discussed resonated with you. We encourage you to challenge your thoughts and feelings as you move through this week in an effort to prevent unnecessary spilling. Join us again next Tuesday for another Spilt episode with Charlene and Tanya.